Welcome to Not So Minutes or a Nice Podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Jen. Today is episode 33. Um, it is a new year. It's a new season. We have a new format. Uh, and a new laptop. <laughs> which is having some technical difficulties. So we apologize if our sound quality is not going to be great this week. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, my, my new laptop isn't liking our equipment, so we're recording off the laptop mic right now. So. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're working, we're trying to make this work, and I gotta talk really loud, because I'm, I'm like, over here, and... Yeah. We, we got this. We got this. Uh, so, for the month of January, we decided to have, basically, an 80s movie battle. Woo! Where we, if you listened to last episode, we put a whole bunch of 80s movies in a hat. We drew, what, 16 of them. And we've been putting them head-to-head in a poll on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, So the first two movies that were picked by you, our listeners, were Say Anything in Mannequin. Yeah. Which... Romantic comedies, woo! (laughs) (laughs) Although I have to say, the 80s were known for that, though. Romantic comedies so were everywhere. So many amazing, <laughs> great movies. And I just, I think it's funny because even some of the ones that are up on the polls right now, are our listeners are picking ones that seem more up our alley, too. Nice. Okay. And, like, because um, I think it was Princess Bride versus Risky Business, which is a really weird mashup because, obviously, we drew them from a at. Right. And Princess Bride is totally winning. And yes, it is a superior movie, but is it also because people want to hear us talk about something that we know? Are really passionate about because we've referenced it before. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, but Say Anything was like my number one pick. I, I was so excited buying it from that damn hat. Yeah. So you, I remember that. It was pretty, pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sort of excited about Mannequin 2. That was one of those favorite movies to watch when I was younger, like, and because it's so funny and so out there. And it works out that it's these two And movies. it seemed me- meant to be. Listeners, if you didn't listen to the last one, that was, what, new season, new year, new season. Yep. Uh, it was really kind of fate that led us to these movies. And the fact that they yeah. actually won in the battle was amazing. Because say anything, I was like, I said something about... Oh, I please hope it's safe. Yeah, please, please let, let me say anything. And then I pull it and we're like, oh my God, it's say anything. Mm-hmm. And then with Mannequin, all of a sudden, like while we were doing the initial, what, drawing or the raffle or whatever, yeah. I was like, oh my God, we forgot Mannequin. And we threw it in there and it actually got picked. So that was yeah. exciting. It, it was one of those things that you're like, wow, that is really cool that that just happened. And well, coincidence, but not, I don't know, coincidence, fate. We'll and for see. them to both end up in our first one of yeah. this season is pretty exciting because both these movies sort of kind of like represent that like first experience of love when you're watching these rom-coms and mm-hmm. you started like idolizing you know the these like Hollywood stereotypes or whatever but one of the things I loved about seeing anything was the character Lloyd was it Dob- Doppler? I gotta look it up again. Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd. Um, (laughs) One of the things that John Cusack even said, like, he initially wasn't going to take the role as Lloyd because he was so sick of graduating. 
Oh, right, because, yeah. Because he did so many in that, like, like coming-of-age yeah. stories, and he was like, I just, like, can't put on the cap and gown again. I just can't do it. Yeah. Um, but then he actually started reading, you know, the character Lloyd, and he said something about how he was, like, the all-American boy or whatever, right. and that's really kind of what... an underachiever. <laughs> it was like, he was, like, an underdog. Yes. And, you know, like, he, his character falls in love with, you know, the, the school valedictorian, or valedictorian, and that, that story at the time obviously hadn't been overused or whatever, that, that trope. So you really get to see kind of that, that awkward kind of loner boy come into his own and gets to chase after the girl of his dreams, and I don't know. It's pretty amazing. It's so so very, like, classic romance, but at the same time, they did throw in some comedy in there, which was cool. Yeah, like, the the one character who, oh, I gotta find it, who's obsessed with the guy named Joe. Lily Taylor's character, Corey, was based on an actual woman named Corey who had an actual obsession with a guy named Joe. So, like, there's the scene where they're at the party and she is, like, sitting there strumming her guitar and singing about Joe. And then Joe's there with, like, his girlfriend or whatever. And it's, like, one of the brilliant parts about how this movie was written is you get those little aspects of everybody's personality where you're, like, yeah, like, that could be me. Very relatable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, like, we, we all have that friend or experience that would felt like the end of the world heartbreak whenever you're in high school. And that's, like, you're a Joe and... Sorry. I gave her my heart. She gave me a pen. Which, of course, hopefully, let's play just, like, a little short bit of this clip because it's one of the best lines in the movie. Lloyd, man, no babe is worth it. No, no. Listen, hang with us, man. We'll teach you Bibles for right, you. Right. Lloyd, man, you can't even trust them, man. Right, you know what it's man. about? They spend your money and they tell their friends everything, man. It's about economics. They tell them everything, man. All you gotta do is find a girl who looks just like her, tailor, well, and then dump her, man. Dump her, Get man. off your mind. Right. Your only mistake is that you didn't dump her first. I had court as a show pony. I a stallion, my friend. Walk with us and you walk tall. Tall, my man. Bitches, man. Give it a kid. Give it a kid. Give it a Like, it's so great. And I remember even being a kid and watching this movie, and whenever we would talk about how we would be proposed to or whatever. I was going to have whoever my future husband, which of course is going to be John Cusack, um, show up underneath my window with a giant boombox and, you know, Peter Gabriel's (laughs) in your eyes. The movie was special to them, okay? That movie, that music, that song. Did you know that John Cusack actually went to a Peter Gabriel concert and was able to walk out on stage with a big boombox, like right as Peter Gabriel was starting to play that song. I would die. Oh my god! So great. Like to this day, I can hear that song, and I'm like, Oh my god, John Cusack! You're so funny. I love him. I can tell. 
I never fell in love with that character, like any of the characters he's played, really. And yeah. I don't. He's just not. I don't know. I don't. He's a great actor. It's not that. He's just not my type of person. So, I like. I've always had this, like, weird. I don't know. Thing for these underdog type characters and Hollywood men. Like, what's the. The, um, the Wilson brother? Um, like Luke Wilson? Yes. Luke Wilson. Uh, <laughs> that face, though. I just love that face. <laughs> no, it's not. I actually like some of his characters. He's, actually, he's played some really funny ones. I really loved him in the movie with... Oh, what was it? Drew Barrymore. Home Fries. Home Fries, yeah. <laughs> oh, my god! Such a weird... See, we're, get, we're, we're going into 90s. we got to stop. 2019. Okay. Okay. Back to the amazing 80s movies. Um, I... Have a couple of facts about say anything. Um, Robert Downey Jr. actually turned down the role of Lloyd Dobler, which eventually obviously went to John Cusack. But Christian Slater was also under consideration. I might have liked that movie more if it was Christian Slater. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I don't think Christian Slater. But he wouldn't have been able to do it. No, he couldn't no, pull off that cool. like homebody. Yeah. Wholesome, yeah. yeah, no. He wouldn't have been able to do it. He would have been just too, like, sly fox. It, you, you'd you keep picturing... Um, like Heathers? Heathers, <laughs> yeah. Because he's such a good actor. Right? Yeah. He's such a badass. Um, <laughs> and then Jennifer Connelly actually nearly got the role of Diane Court. I don't know. That would have changed things, too. I, I Jennifer Connelly has got... A, had a great... I can't even tell. I can't even lie. She really didn't have much. But <laughs> that character would have right. been weird. Like, it would have been very different. Yeah, you know, I think... Jennifer had a great, like, hold on that role. Yeah, it, like, almost feels like it was kind of made for her. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it, she just, like, fits so well. And them together. She actually said um, in interviews, because um, both of them had significant others at the time, filming and she had talked about um, you know later in press releases how much of a connection they had um, in the car scene whenever they're getting it on right. uh, she actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, she actually talked about how attracted she felt like how turned on she was during that right. scene like the flushing and everything like, like that was that all was real, real. Yeah. Uh, which I always kind of thought was cute uh it makes the movie better when they have a genuine reaction to whatever it is, whether it be fear, love, whatever. Mm-hmm. It does. It's awesome. Well, and that there's <clears throat> those actors that will go on to set, and the moment they start work, they stay in character. Oh, so, yeah. like, like whenever, the actors. yeah, when they're on break, they are still in character, so they can keep going, and you know, they will film scenes from their their co star separately and not meet in real life until they are meeting on camera uh the movie is coming out soon or did it already come out uh mary queen of scots okay. uh two of the actresses it was uh margot robbie and i'm not going to be able to say her name because it's adorable and irish and just so- sorcia anyways ronan uh she was talking about in an interview about how they didn't see each other until the first time that they met completely like all in costume in these little tiny corsets and the big hair. Uh, so I just, I thought that was interesting. I, I mean, 
And if you're in like a, a, a sexy scene with a hot co-star, it's going to be hard not to, it's going to be hard uh, not to <laughs> get aroused into it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you put me in the backseat with John Cusack. <laughs> okay. Anyways, <gasps> simmering down. You bad, Jess. Uh, I guess people don't realize that there's so many other kind of bigger names that were possibly tied to this. Julia Roberts mm-hmm. was possibly going to play one of the other friends of Corey. Uh, Joan Cusack is actually in the movie as Lloyd's sister, which is right. funny because yeah. they are They're brother right. and sister. I love seeing them in movies together, though. <laughs> uh, and Jeremy Piven, which was actually in the clip. Of what we were talking about, the stallion. Yeah, stallion. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I love this movie. I have some other kinds of facts. Yes. <laughs> so, obviously, it came out in 1989. Release date was actually April 14th, 1989. Classified as a romantic comedy. Uh, 20th Century Fox was the distributor. Production company was Gracie Films. Um, runtime 100 minutes, Ooh, budget okay. 16 million, box office 21.5 million. Nice. Um, yeah, that's all the, the like, should have led with that. Wiki fucking facts. <laughs> Wiki fucking facts. Yes. Yes. I will say that I'm a little disappointed because one of our awesome listeners, Nina, uh, <laughs> said that she wasn't going to listen to us this month because she hates 80s movies. That's okay, though. I mean, I'm sad because it's Nina and we love her, but... I know, but she should listen just for random tangents as right? well. We have lots of those and she knows it. And I don't feel like... I, <laughs> I don't know. I love 80s movies. I'm such a sucker. I... Yeah, no. I, I was mean, looking through our list of all the ones that we skipped over. And I was like, oh, but we could use this here and we could do this here. We could tie it like, into this. Probably should have just started an entire separate podcast that was just like 80s movie podcast because we could back talk about them for hours. Mm-hmm. So what would you say overall? Like we were going to try to come up with a rating system and we never did. And we could talk about it on camera or on camera on this and just delete it. So that's true. Um, we could do nostalgia factor. Okay. So I know like the really lovey dovey movies aren't exactly your favorite. And this is kind of one of those really lovey-dovey ones. There's definitely the comedy in there, but it is so sappy. Yes. Uh, So (laughs) we decided to take another little tidbit from the boys at Just So You Know podcast. Because we have to talk about them all the time. (laughs) Um, We're going to go ahead and rate these. So at the end of... Yeah? Yeah. Okay. At the end of January, we will pick our overall 80s movie. Of course, out of the ones that were already eliminated. But it'll be interesting to see what we end up, out of the 16, what we end up coming down to. Well, at the end. Yeah. I can put them on the board. Yay, these are boards. We have a board. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay, so the categories. Uh, Nostalgia for both. Just right. rate them both, or do you want to do it after? We should do it after. You're right. That's I'm what I was sorry. thinking. Yeah, my bad, my bad. No, we're good. I'm not gonna interrupt again. Okay, so <laughs> the categories: um, nostalgia, soundtrack. So obviously, which one has the best '80s soundtrack? Uh, replayability and the overall '80sness. So, what do you give? Say anything. We're doing this on the spot, obviously. So, right. um, 
for nostalgia? Probably a one. <laughs> it's one of those movies that I, I, I honestly could not remember if I'd ever watched it. And I, after watching some clips, I was like, oh my God, yeah, that movie. Wow. <laughs> I'm not missing much. Right. <laughs> no, that's that's awful. It's a good movie. No, it but is. this is good because there's there's going to be movies yeah. that I'm like obsessed uh, with and you're like, Jess. What the hell? It's like that damn Christmas Prince movie. <laughs> I tried so hard to watch that the other day and I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I've I've been waiting for the text message. It's just like, oh, honey. Oh, honey. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to leave you alone. <laughs> okay, so a one for nostalgia. Yes. Okay, way to go, Win. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. No, love Win. He's so silly. All right. Um, soundtrack. I would give the soundtrack a solid like eight. They it pretty much was a anything John Cusack is in is gonna have a good soundtrack. I don't know if he like has a hand in picking things. I did see something about some kind of tie, but I don't know. He seems to always have really good ones. Even in that movie, like what Must Love Dogs, it had good <laughs> music. I know. I know that I was in the facts and stuff. I was looking up um, the soundtrack actually jumped up there in the like best soundtracks for oh yeah yeah nice it was that's cool and, and this movie even surprised me a bit but it got up to 11th for best romantic movie or best high school romantic movie or something yeah. like that <laughs> and that was that was kind of cool to read too like and i know critic it was critically acclaimed uh, uh siskel and ebert gave it two thumbs up way whatever. thumbs up or yeah, something way thumbs up so like two it, thumbs way yeah. up yeah so like it's it was critically acclaimed Awesome movie, critically acclaimed, good soundtrack, which usually means that I'm not going to like it, but that's Wait, pretty cool. Okay, so what do you give the soundtrack? Soundtrack, I gave an eight. Oh, right. I was going to write those down. <laughs> okay, replayability has to be one through ten. You can't give it a zero. Okay, replayability. Um, You know, honestly, though, I would probably give it a three. Okay. Like, I'd watch it again. It's not mm-hmm. like I'd never watch it. Um, And then overall 80s-ness, probably a... A six because it was a late eighties movie. Okay. A lot of what's in there reminds me more of the nineties. Perfect. So, all right. Okay. Um, nostalgia for me. I'm gonna say a, uh, I'm gonna have to go nine. I was gonna say seven just to like try to play it like a fair field. <laughs> like, but I can't do it because John John Cusack. <laughs> all right. Overall eightiesness. Oh wait, no. Oh, sorry. Soundtrack. soundtrack. I know. I, I switched up the order on her guys. Yeah. Um, Thanks, soundtrack, I'm going to go eight. Mm-hmm. Replayability, I'm going to go eight. Okay. <laughs> this is terrible. Overall, Overall 80s-ness, um, I'm going to go ahead and go six, just like you did. I think that was a fair. Those late 80s movies are hard because the early ones are so different from the late ones. Yeah. Like, it's just how it is. All right. So, um, obviously... Jess loves say anything. Jen, not so much. But that's what makes this so much fun because we don't want to agree on everything that we talk about because that might be kind of boring for you guys. Moving on to uh, mannequin. Mannequin. Um, Are we going to start with the factoids? (laughs) Or should we enter those in later? (laughs) Let's start. Okay. (laughs) So, mannequin is classified as a fantasy slash romantic comedy. Uh, came out, release date was February 13th, 1987. Uh, written and directed by Michael... Shit. <laughs> Gottlieb. 
I can't say his name. You know what? We're deleting that whole thing. No, we're not. No, I feel so bad not giving the guy credit, though, because I can't pronounce his last name. I'm sure he gets it. Gottlieb? 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 It's G-O... It's either L-T or T-T. God, my, my handwriting's <laughs> awful. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway. We can anyway. only go up from here, Jen. This is good. Distributed by 20th Century Fox, just like anything. Production company was Gladden Entertainment. It is. It has cult classic status. Fuck um, yeah. Yep. Runtime, 90 minutes. Budget was $7.9 And box office was 42.7. Holy million. shit. Starring Andrew McCarthy and Kim Cattrall. Um, and then Cottrell, sorry. Yeah. That's okay. I just... Modern telling of the <laughs> Pygmalion myth. <laughs> it's Greek mythology. I can't say Yes. It. Yep. But yeah, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, there was a couple different possible mythology is, things yeah. that it could stem from, which was interesting to, to see for sure. It's from Ovid's narrative poem Metamorphosis, mm-hmm. which is kind of neat. Right. Like, I don't know. It's, it was... It, his, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to stop. Okay. <laughs> For sculpture, the guy, Polygamy Lion, I can't say his name, um, sculpts, and then he falls in love with his sculpture after swearing off women, basically, and then he begs Aphrodite for her to come to life, and she does. Right. Anyway, moving on. Um, this one is, it's funny because it critically-wise, like Ebert, yeah, Ebert, whatever, they gave it two thumbs down, um, uh, it it got a 0.5 rating out mm-hmm. of 10 because they just hated it because it's so, you know, campy and whatever. And I don't know. I think that's why I like it because it's campy and it's really funny. <laughs> and I don't know. <clears throat> Obviously, this guy is having trouble keeping jobs and, uh, and he's an artist or whatever. And, and she's a 4,000-year-old Egyptian spirit in this, in this mannequin, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of neat. I don't know. I like the story. I love the motorcycle scene. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and there's so much dancing in the movie. It was so, of course, I absolutely love it as well. Um, when I was looking up facts, one of the ones I found, it said, if mannequin seems a little formulaic to you, that's no accident. It was the first movie produced by a Hollywood market research guru joseph farrell who perfected the system of focus groups and test audiences that studios often use to tweak films and make them more commercial and i think that's why it seems like mannequin's one of those movies that you either love or you hate oh yeah yep because like i mentioned to a couple people that mannequin was like in the lead and then tied and then in the lead again and they're like oh have fun talking about that movie i'm like you know what i fucking will <laughs> i'm gonna have all Don't the fucking fun. judge me <laughs> what was mannequin up against do you remember um i don't remember oh look Mannequin is one of the rare Hollywood romance where the lead actress is actually older than the lead actor. Mm-hmm. Um, Kel- Kim Cattrall was actually 30 um, and was fresh off of Big Trouble in Little China when she played Emmy in Mannequin. Uh, and McCarthy was only 24 years old. It was against Risky Business. Oh, right. Yep. <laughs> Which is not a good one. But... <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I said earlier that Risky Business was up against. That was Blade Runner was up against Princess Bride. Right. <clears throat> right, right. Yep. Uh, had McCarthy, Andrew McCarthy, so like cute. he just like exudes the '80s charm, like in everything that he was in. Uh, but I feel like this movie had so many great characters. Hollywood, right? Actually, still, I have the the clip. 
from Hollywood. Okay. Do you want to play it? Yes. So in the movie, uh, this character, Hollywood, we might actually post a couple of these clips because they're they're so good. If you don't feel like watching the entire movie, you, we'll post the clips that are worth seeing because you can't find this movie anywhere on digital download. Yeah. So we actually weren't able to watch this movie in its entirety. We had to go through like every YouTube clip we could find just to kind of rewatch the movie. Right. And I know I have the DVD somewhere, but... But, yeah. But where? <laughs> we don't have DVDs anymore. <laughs> right? It's not real. There we go. Okay. So they're, they're chasing everyone down right now. And they're about to shred the mannequin. Spoiler alert. Well, they can't see it. I know. So it's cool. Yeah, she's she's going down the shoot. (laughs) Was it her foot? (laughs) You'll have to watch the movie to find out. (laughs) Fight and kiss boys. I love him. He's so sassy. Uh, Meshach, Meshach Taylor, uh, rest yeah. in peace. But he was so awesome in that movie. I mean, he's great in designing women too. But oh my god, right? So boy, and I just love it. His like <laughs> outfit is just yeah. as amazing as him. He's got like the total eighty sunglasses. That you just like oh. all of the ones, even in the the wedding in the end. Like yeah. you're like oh my god, right? <laughs> love it. Oh, so many good ones. Uh, so, of course, the biggest thing is Starship's nothing gonna stop, nothing's gonna stop us now. Right. Um, anytime that song comes on, on the radio, of course, it's the first place my mind goes. And I think anybody who, I think anyone from our generation probably goes there just because of Maybe not even seeing the movie, but trailers and all oh, that. Yeah. It's just, it was completely tied to it. It was. Um, the tune actually became a Billboard number one single by April 1987, but ultimately lost the Academy Award to I've Had the Time of My Life during right. dancing. <laughs> right. But that was a great song, mm-hmm. too. So, like, you know, and that movie was fantastic. Right. Catherine's uh, crazy. I know. <laughs> Dancers. <laughs> <laughs> Love that movie. So much muscle. That's another one that I could just talk about for ever. It's okay. Terrible. It's okay. We might get the chance. Right. All right. Anyway. Hi. So, Mannequin and Say. Okay. Do you want to do the ratings for Mannequin since we're getting up there on minutes? There's got to be other things that we can talk about. Andrew McCarthy. So, he's just so cute. Exactly. He's like this, like, he, in everything. He's in this this role of, like... I don't even know. <laughs> like, just that, that super sweet... He could be your psychopath neighbor right? and still just look That's adorable. Like, really? Why? <laughs> you know, like, uh, Christian Bale being, uh, being a psycho, that, that's understandable. He, he looks like he does, you know? Like, he's got a very versatile face, but... Superman guy. Yeah. Wow. The Andrew McCarthy being your serial killer neighbor or something. It'd be surprising. Yeah, you'd never see it coming. But he'd be so cute. You'd be like, "Oh, damn it! Don't." He's just so cute. <laughs> I just, he's, yeah, is in in this movie and um, Pretty in Pink. 
pretty in pink. Both of them. I'm just like, no. <laughs> and he's he's a even though that movie is super campy and super culty, he's still like actually funny. Yeah. Like <laughs> he does a very good job with the character and like riding around on a motorcycle with a mannequin. Mm-hmm. Like he had to film that. Right. Like it's just awesome. And be and so believable. The like, mannequin flicking up. People love that so much it hurts. <laughs> I kind of want to ride on the motorcycle and have a mannequin in bag that's flipping people up just because. We should make that happen. We could make that happen. Mm-hmm. Not right now, though. It's winter. Yeah, no. It'd have to be the summer. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be a Patreon thing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Stay tuned and stuff. Okay. Uh... Let's do our ratings. Okay. And then we'll see if we can Come do a uh, yeah, deal breaker or would you rather just off the top of our heads because, you know, we're super prepared and all. You got this? Okay. Nostalgia value. This is you first this time. Oh, balls. <laughs> balls. Balls. Um, I love balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nostalgia. Um... Can I give this one a nine again? Is that bad? You can. No, it's fine. Okay. Is nine. every movie going to be a nine, Jess? No, because if Blade Runner wins, I'll be like, two. <laughs> Sorry, I'm dying. All right. Soundtrack. Uh, soundtrack. Um, I'm going to give it a five. It really only has the one like really good song. Right. That's noticeable to me. Okay. I'm surprised you can go lower if it's just one. It's such a good song. It is. Okay, continue. Okay, I can actually... You're right. Let's go a little bit more. Okay. Four. Three. Three. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, replayability. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that sound was. Not just because you can't find it anywhere. <laughs> I know. Since I can't find it anywhere, I'm not going to be able to watch it. But if I could watch it, I would watch it probably a few times a year. Okay. So what did I give? Say anything. Eight. Uh, we're gonna go eight. Overall eightiesness. You know, it is a late eighties one. Um, so it kind of has that kind of crossover feel that we were talking about. So I'm gonna go ahead and say a seven. Okay. <clears throat> okay. All right. Nostalgia factor. <sighs> You know, I'd probably go with, like, a 7 for nostalgia. Yeah, we'll go with 7. Um, soundtrack, I'm actually going to go with a 5 because it also has songs like We Built This City in it. Oh, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> and Laying It on the Line. I don't really know that one super well. And My Girl's in it, too, but that's in a lot of movies, so I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to go with... I'm going to keep mine low because I'm padding all my other scores way just too high. Say? You said five. Five. Okay. I'm writing it down too, and I'm all like, what did I just say? Because I don't remember. <laughs> Replayability. Replayability. Um, I don't know. I guess I, if I could find it, if I had it, I would actually watch it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I guess I'd go with an eight, too. Okay. Be good. And the overall 80s-ness. <laughs> I, I have to agree with your seven, especially with the 80s montage. <gasps> I love that so much. Yes. And there are so, so many like really good 80s uh, moments in it. See, you know what? I'm going to go with an eight. That's that's fair. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to change it up a little. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. All right. So that one, that one did pretty, pretty, pretty good. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to do one of those super typical basic girl questions. 
John Cusack or yeah <laughs> Carthy 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 <laughs> <sighs> well I mean we all know my feelings on John Cusack now <laughs> um I'd probably and we're talking 80s or now we're talking about 80s okay 80s um, boys oh but you did bring up a good point with the psycho thing John Cusack couldn't hide that mm-hmm I'd still go with Andrew Mm, I like it. You're That's risking it. Yeah. Oh, God, me? Never. <laughs> I would never risk such a thing. Okay, so if you're going to pick Andrew McCarthy, Andrew McCarthy then, Andrew McCarthy now. He did age well. So, oh, that boyish thing, though, only is cute for so long before you're like, I know. If I he need tried, you to grow up. Yeah. <laughs> if he tried doing the cutesy 80s boy. Ness. Shtick. Shtick. <laughs> now, it probably wouldn't be as cute. It probably wouldn't be as cute. But it's still cute. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think because I have kind of that silver fox thing, I'll probably go with now. Yeah. But that's a hard one because you're so cute. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> like, just adorable. <laughs> I just love him. We're so basic right now. I, I love it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway. Anyway. Actually, you know, honestly, did we have to just go with the guys? Because, like, I know this guy is really attractive. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she she's is. Still pretty too. And if I had to pick between her then and her now, I would pick her now. Oh my God, yeah. So. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Another well, I mean, Hollywood. Gen- generally yeah. speaking, Hollywood. I wanted as well, to say I was um, Ionic Sky versus Kim Cattrall, but there's no it's competition. Like, no. It's both. I, I don't. I don't really like Kim Cattrall. I love mannequin Kim Cattrall, but in like maybe the first couple seasons of Sex and the City, kind of. See, I don't know. But like. Sex in the City and all the stupid drama behind, you know, catty girls on set bullshit kind of turned me off to her. Same thing with Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay. Hocus Pocus Sarah Jessica Parker. Break me off a piece of that. (laughs) Anything after Sex in the City? I'm like, eh. See, I loved her in Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. She kicked so much ass and she was still like the whiny girl, but she kicked ass still. But see, but that was... Still like pre Sex in the pre-sex, City because yeah, she went out for Sex in the City, I think, right after Mannequin. Is that that old, really? I sex think in the so. City isn't that old. Oh, maybe not. Isn't it a 90s show? Like later 90s show? I think it was like. Ni- I'm gonna look it up. You should, because I feel like it was like 91, 92 or something, because it came mm-hmm. out whenever we were still too young to watch it. Oh, yeah, there's everything. <laughs> All um, the medias. First episode, June 6, 1998. Oh, okay, so it was a while. Well, good. I, no, that's also awesome. <laughs> like, wait, no, what? Because it was in the, on in the 2000s, and I didn't think they had that many shows. Oh, yeah, no. Well, they so, had, like, they had a seven lot. or eight or yeah. something. But they didn't have, like, 13 or something. And then, what, two movies? Uh, two movies. Three? No, two movies, and, and then there's a book series. Yeah. Too much. People like drama way too much. I <laughs> guilty. I I loved all of Sex in the City and I like the movies too. I haven't finished it yet. 
I don't think uh, I don't like catty women. That's why I don't have women friends. Jess, you're my only girlfriend. Well, Courtney feel, is my girlfriend. Too. I love her. I feel like well, and Katie <laughs> and Katie. Katie's like, not catty though. She no. Count. Well, and honestly, Courtney's not catty either. You're, you're not calling either. me catty. <laughs> only a little, but that's why we're good podcast mates. I can be a total typical girl sometimes. We share a brain, dude. Absolutely. And I'm not one of those girls that's like, yeah, no, 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 no. 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 Only for about a, one week every month. <laughs> Gross. Not even. Hi, listeners. <laughs> All right, we should probably just. Anyways, um, yeah. So new year, new season, new format. Uh, we're going to be hashtagging uh, all of our episodes with hashtag 12 months of podcasting. And of course, as always, hashtag NSMN pod. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at NSMN pod. We love you listeners so much. We're so excited for this new year and everything that's to come. We hope you enjoy the new format. Please leave us some feedback. Uh, and as always, <laughs> I fucking panicked. I was like, oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Clink. <laughs>